Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Bell. Good morning, Bobby. 
Good morning from the International Albuquerque, the Albuquerque International <laughs> Balloon Fiesta. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> well, I tell you, you've posted some great photographs of uh, the balloons out there. Oh, started on my Sunday? Goodness. Yeah, for us, it started on Sunday. We were there um, early in the morning and we did witness what's called the mass ascension when they, they, um, the uh, dawn patrol goes out they send up 10 balloons in in uh in still darkness more or less and they do some testing and then they decide to give it the green flag or not and if the green flag goes up it means that it is okay to lift off and then you see the balloons inflating they're called envelopes until they're inflated you see them inflate all over the field very organized it's so cool watching the balloons get ready to go and then they just lift off and it's you know it's it's pictures pictures are great but you've got to you've got to be there um it's fantastic and uh and then every day here during the week, um, local TV from 7 to 9 in the morning, they broadcast from there. So I've been getting up early and snuggling down on the couch and watching the um, all the activity uh, every morning this week. They've been actually able to ascend, except for today, too windy today. There's a cold front coming in. Um, but they were able to inflate. And today was all the shapes, the um the, the really wonderful shapes. So there were turtles and dragons and Darth Vader and Yoda and you name it. Um, so fun just watching them blow up, but they were not able to take off. So, yeah, we go cool. back Saturday night for Balloon Glow. Hope that we'll have good weather and they'll be able to um, blow up again, inflate, and then just they just glow. They don't, you know, go up at night. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just fantastic. Well, I can tell yeah. you weren't excited about this at all. So, <laughs> seen a lot of coverage of, about that on the uh, national news, so that's been a lot of fun to be able to see some of that. Mm -hmm. But uh, pretty cool deal, pretty cool deal. So when we talked last time, it was 96 back here in Tennessee, and uh, fall has finally arrived. We were in the 70s one day, and uh, maybe we'll hit 80 today, and uh, they told us that probably we're going to get down into the 30s by Saturday night. So your weather looks mm -hmm. like it's rather pleasant out there right now. Yeah, we're seeing, I guess, a high today of 58 and a low of 31. Uh, we we do know there's a, there is a front um, coming, but I don't think, you know, we're not expecting rain or snow with it. I think it's just cold, so... We'll see how that affects the last three days of the uh, fiesta. Well, when we visit with our first guest today, yeah. <laughs> I think he says he's looking at snow. So we're going to be talking so. with our first guest in just a little bit. And who is that first guest today? Oh, we have Carlos Washington on the line. Can't wait to catch up with Carlos. All right. So we're going to be talking with Carlos Washington today on the Campfire Cafe and playing music from his great CD. His latest CD is called Little Bit of Texas, so we'll be sharing music from that. And then in the second hour, we'll be talking with our good friend Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, and uh, 
Robert and I were just discussing what kind of topics that we might want to talk about today, and so we decided we would leave that up to you, Bobby. So when we come back in the <laughs> second hour on Saddle Up America, we'll see what you want to talk about. But we won't put you on the spot. Yeah, we won't put you on the spot at all. But anyway, oh, it's going to be a fun couple of hours. We're going to be talking with Carlos Washington, sharing his great music, and then we'll be talking with our good friend Robert Eversole on Saddle Up America in the second hour. But let's go ahead and kick things off with a great song from Carlos Washington and the Steel Horse Swing. It's called I Am a Cowboy, Y'all. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with Carlos Washington Day on the Campfire Cafe. I am a cowboy, I can rope, buck, and ride, y'all. My needs are pure and I'm satisfied. I've got a vision of elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. Out on the prairie, there's buck, deer, and grass hay. Pure gold, I'm told, from yonder day. I'll use my money to buy land for me and my honey. Cause I am a cowboy, y'all. I am a cowboy, I grew up bucking right, y'all. My needs are pure and I'm satisfied. I've got a vision of elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. Out on the dance floor, I swing my baby to and fro. A woman needs a man to take control. She likes it when I'm handy, but don't when I hit that brandy. But I am a cowboy, y'all. I am a cowboy. I can rope, fucking ride, y'all. My needs are pure, I'm satisfied. I got a vision, a elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. You won't see me lose my mind. Cause I practice self-control. Don't need you ever when I get old. Cause I'm tough as leather, I've been told. Yeah, well, I am a cowboy. I can run, fucking ride, y'all. I am a cowboy, y'all. Well, I am a cowboy, I can rope, buck and ride, y'all. My needs are pure, I'm satisfied. I've got a vision of elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. I am that cowboy, I wrote fucking right for God, boy. I am a cowboy.
Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard I'm a Cowboy Y'all, performed by Carlos Washington Steelhorse Swing from their hot new CD, Little Bit of Texas. Today's returning guest is Carlos Washington, founder of Steelhorse Swing, a band mixing Western swing with rodeo and cowboy classics, celebrating a musical legacy that is timeless. We just heard, as I said, I'm a Cowboy Y'all, a signature piece for Carlos. This song, a co-write with his wife, Marinda, says it all with a swinging, danceable beat that is pure Carlos Washington. A real cowboy, in fact, a pro-rodeo bull rider, Carlos' reputation as a singing cowboy grew as he was singing on stage in an effort to earn money to pay his entry fees in the pro-rodeo cowboys association and Bill Pickett Rodeo Association circuits. Known for his powerful, sultry vocals and commanding stage persona, Carlos Washington's Steel Horse Swing Band gets the crowd on their feet, dancing and swinging the night away. His dazzling smile, twinkle in his eyes, and energetic personality imbues the music with his own unique stamp, one of pure joy. Nominations and awards abound, including the 2018 Will Rogers Academy of Western Artists Award for Western Swing Song of the Year for Swing Time Baby. And most recently, Steel Horse Swing has been nominated by the International Western Music Association for 2019 Group of the Year Award of Excellence. And the winner will be announced November 16th right here in Albuquerque during our association's awards evening. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a songwriter, band leader, performer, and a man who counts his blessings every day and believes in life you have to embrace all the good things God enables us to have and to become, Carlos Washington. Welcome, Carlos. Well, thank you, Bobby Jean and Gary. I appreciate you all for having me on your show. <laughs> good to have you back with us. So how yes, is sir. that weather? How's that weather out in Colorado today? Not very good. <laughs> Meaning not very good. We have some snow coming down here. I'm I'm looking out the wind the window right now and we've got snow falling down and we've probably got about a half an inch on the ground and it's about twenty five degrees out there. So Oh my gosh. I wasn't ready for fall to come, but I guess it's here. Uh-huh. You call it fall. I, I call fall. it the dead of winter. Yeah, I call it the dead of winter. So is this your first snowfall? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. It's, it's our first one for the year. Yeah, I was listening to the weather this morning, and they said some parts of the west are getting ready to get two to four feet. So I hope that's not you. Uh-huh. I'm hoping not also because we, you know, because we've got, got trees full of full of leaves and, you know, flowers uh-huh. are still out there, but they're all choking right now. Oh gosh. Well, maybe it'll, maybe it will just come and go away. So that would be okay. That would yes, be okay. Sir. So how did how did you uh, come about with the songs from this new CD? It's absolutely great, and it's a great mixture of some original music as well as some cover songs. But how did you how did you pick this out? Well, uh, as all albums are, they are labor of love. You know, you have to take take your time and figure out what what fits and what direction you're going going in. I wrote a song called Little Bit of Texas oh, several years ago, and and uh, I performed it, but I wasn't quite happy with it until I 
turn steel horse swing loose on it and and so we we kind of changed it up a little bit and and so that gave me the actual route for trying to determine what type of music I wanted on here because the song was called Little Bit of Texas so uh, it embarked on trying to um, include a little bit of what Texas had uh, such as their artists uh, their 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 um, songwriters and uh, and all that's good in, good in the state of Texas so uh, that that's how I got the root for the song and the album. And I started picking out songs, and then I wrote a few, and, and uh, it just all came together. Well, it is you a great time, one. You spent some time in Texas, too, didn't you, Carlos? I did. I did. Uh, early on, um, several years ago, I broke out uh, in the oil field down in the Houston area, but my my field assignments was down in Referio, Victoria and wrapping all around to Corpus Christi. So I, I spent a little time down there. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. So that that works in nicely with the set list too. <laughs> it does. It does. Your, your you know, I picked up. I picked up. Uh, you know, the way of life of of a Texan per se, and uh, you know, from the dress to to um, to learning about the culture, to understanding the culture, and then. You know, once you're in te- once you are in in Texas, you kind of feel like you you gleam a little a little bit of it, and and I think all of us take take a little bit of Texas where we go. Texas, mm-hmm. fortunately, has the stigma stigma for having all the cowboys. Now we all know that there's cowboys <laughs> across the entire country, so um, allowing Texas to embrace the fact that they have the Start of the Cowboys, I guess, is 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 the okay thing. Yeah, I guess that's okay. But I always <laughs> like to remind the Texans that if it weren't for Tennessee, Texas wouldn't exist. And there so you go. We, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and the Californios, those Californio Cowboys would, uh, they'd be talking, they'd be talking about, no, 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 it, it was, it was here in California. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, let's go ahead and play a little bit of Texas while we're talking so much about Texas. And uh, this is the title cut from the CD by the same name, Carlos Washington and Steel Horse Swing. And we'll be right back to talk more with Carlos in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. In the middle of the day, y'all, with my baby next to me I'll keep my boots and jeans on, wherever I might be Cause I know wherever I go, I'll take a little bit of Texas back with me I like rodeos and country shows, watch NASCAR on TV And how about them cowboys, yeah, those spurs, they can't be beat I'll keep my boots and jeans on With the girls down at the beach Cause I know wherever I go I'll take a little bit of Texas back with me I'll take a little bit of Texas 
When I go to Tennessee, I'll need a little bit of Texas to get to where I want to be. With a little bit of Texas, no one better mess with me. Cause I know wherever I go, I'll take a little bit of Texas back with me. I like pretty girls and those with curls can swing little hottie, let's see. You can spend all night at the dance hall till the sun comes up with me. I'll keep my boots and jeans on. When I get to heaven, you'll see. Cause I know wherever I go, I'll take a little bit of Texas back with me. It takes a little bit of Texas. To walk that New York beat, I'll need a little bit of Texas To claim those L.A. streets with a little bit of Texas No one better mess with me, cause I know wherever I go I'll take a little bit of Texas back with me Like that, you know. 
the first the first question people will ask me when I meet them is, and how long have you lived here? And and when I, well, here I've only you know not lived here for very long, but even in California where we were there twenty years or more, it was still not enough, you know. <laughs> well, back here in Tennessee, they just want to know who your daddy was. So that's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, gosh but anyway great great cd great song a little bit of texas was that song and um uh carlos how has it been for you as an independent artist to to because you've just exploded in the last few years i mean with all of these awards and all these nominations but how how difficult is it as an independent artist to get your music out there it was it was kind of it was kind of uh, it was tough at first and 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 then I became a, a member of the WMA or the IWMA and and some of the other DL associations, the Academy of, of Western Artists, and they have a list of DJs and um, and these DJs embrace the new music uh, that's not out on the Nashville circuit per se. They 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 gave me an opportunity, and so I think I think exploding is a you know a mild form of, of of them just giving me the opportunity to actually present my music as well as the other artists that are out there, and there are a number of of us doing that. So it, it was a it was a God blessing that happened three years ago when I met uh, a poet by the name of Susie Knight. I was yeah. doing a house I was doing a house concert, and she said. Have you ever heard of the International Western Music Association? And I hadn't, and I and I hadn't. So it's more of an exposure thing, I think. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I think I think so. Uh, we kind of go back to uh, the IWMA convention last year, and I remember seeing video on Facebook of you jamming, and people just oh jamming. yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I guess so. I think you just have to get yourself out there in the right places. But uh, uh, yeah, being able to send out your music to these, uh, actually to these independent stations, really, yes, sir. the small stations and uh, and the online radio like ours, uh, to get your music just heard to begin with, and then once they hear it, it's like, man, this is good stuff. We've got to play some more of this stuff. But uh, Gary, yeah. Gary, stations like like yours and Bobby Jeans and and some of the others out there, you guys are really a, a truly a blessing to all of us artists. Uh, you know, with the poets as well, because where would you be able to see us except for a few of the festivals that people might get an opportunity to frequent or go to? And uh, you know, so how is someone from Connecticut that are listening to your show today? going to yeah. get a chance to come out mm-hmm. to Albuquerque on a frequent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. uh, yeah. you guys are, are truly a blessing to um, country and Western artists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, it's pretty cool. And of course, online has made things totally different because we've got people that are listening in Russia and China and Germany and Australia and Brazil and just all around the world. And so, uh, they get exposed. They get exposed to you guys that way, and I think that's pretty mm-hmm. doggone cool. I yes, there it is. Mm-hmm. 
And then you you had that wonderful opportunity last year on national TV with the Pro Country uh, Pro Country Cowboy Artists Association, and uh, I think we talked about it probably when we spoke with you in November. But that band that backed you up, and that whole experience, when it, that had to be just on. What an opportunity! <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. To get on stage with 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 some of those artists, that was, uh, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And uh, you know, because it, because they've honed their crafts, they are at the top of their game, and you get to sing a song with them. Uh, that was a wonderful yeah. experience. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you looked Where like were, you were enjoying, like you wanted, you were savoring every moment of that time. <laughs> are you kidding? I, I I took it all in for sure. Yeah, well, let's take it all in with another great song from the CD right now, and it's called "I Can Still Make Shy Ann." This is Carlos Washington and Steel Horse Swing. It's from the CD "Little Bit of Texas," and we'll be right back in just a moment. She heard his voice on the other end of the line She wondered what was wrong this time She never knew what his cause my dream With a cowboy like him it could be anything She always expected the worst in the back of her mind Said it's cold out here and I'm all alone Didn't make the short go again So I'm coming home I know I've been away too long Never got a chance to write a call You know this rodeo's been hard on us all And I'll be home soon and hunt there's something wrong She said don't bother coming home By the time you get here I'll be long gone Cause somebody new And he sure ain't no rodeo man He said I'm sorry it's come down to this so much about you that I won't miss But it's alright baby If I hurry I can still make Cheyenne Gotta go now baby If I hurry I can still make Cheyenne He left that phone dangling off the hook then slowly turned around and gave it one last look Then he just walked away He aimed his truck towards that wild and line With a little luck he didn't get there in time And then that Cheyenne when he could still hear her say
There's nobody coming home By the time you get here I'll be long gone Cause somebody knows And sure ain't no rodeo man He said I'm sorry it's come down to this There's so much about you that I won't miss It's alright, baby, if I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne. Oh, gotta go now, baby, if I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne. She never knew what his calls might bring. With a cowboy like him, it could be anything. She always expected the worst in the back of her can still make Cheyenne from their brand new critically acclaimed CD, a little bit of Texas. And uh, Carlos, I think that uh, you're following what I'm posting on Facebook, but I wanted to be sure that uh, Don Anita Plumley, a good friend of all of ours who listens to the show and has a great song out right now about Texas, wanted to be sure to have us say a big howdy to you. So. <laughs> well, hello, Don Anita. I love your new song. Um, You know, your band is really terrific Why don't you just take a moment Tell us a little bit about who makes up uh, Steel Horse Swing Well, Steel Horse Swing is is made up by a musician Well, you know, the musician that has been there longest Let's say his name is Tom Broderick And he's been playing with me for, I want to say, 20 years I think we were discussing that just, just at our last concert And Tom Tom is a fantastic guitar player, but he also is a steel guitarist, and uh, he hones his craft extremely well. He uh, he's a sought-after musician across the the Rocky Mountain region here, and and um, he, uh, uh, it's just wonderful to have him with me. Uh, I've got a, a young man on drums. He uh, he got his master's degree from um, uh, uh, the School of Music from Denver University from DU, and. Uh, his name is Dan Quisenberry. He hails from the Decatur, Illinois area, but he has he has decided to live here in Denver, and so he's he's definitely a part of us because he keeps us in line in terms of tempo, and uh, he's an excellent musician in his own craft. Jesse West is our upright bass player, and this guy here, he, he came in town about a year ago from Fort Wayne, and we hooked up, and uh, he's He's just a, a wonderful dude also. Um, Sue Link, she's my neighbor. She's the fiddle player, and she sings back back vocals. Wonderful lady. She's a rancher with her husband, Dave. And, uh, uh, she, you know, I can always count on her to actually be there for any and everything. Uh, and then we have Kenny McNamara. Um, uh, I think Kenny came from... St. Paul, Minnesota, and he's been in Denver for, oh, about 15 years, but but we hooked up when I was getting Steel Horse Swing going about three years ago, 
and, uh, and and so 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 those are the core members of Steel Horse Swing. I brought in uh, the instrumentalist of the year for the IWMA. His name is uh, Ernie Martinez. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And if anybody knows Ernie, he can play <laughs> the hair off anything. Okay. And uh, he plays you know, so every instrument there is, I think. <laughs> he does. He does. He really can. I didn't realize how 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 accomplished he was on the guitar. So we brought him to play that archtop guitar on on quite a few teams. And and then there's Ron Jones. Ron Jones came came from Duncan, and Ron started with me. Oh, I want to say 30 years ago, playing oh, with me for yeah. about four four or five years. And and then. Uh, he plays out out a lot, and uh, you know. But I brought him in to do some of the album stuff, and he plays a sweet little fiddle. And then we've got uh, another uh, guy who came in. He's actually an IWMA member. His name is Jimmy Jimmy Lee Robbins, and yeah. he played a Larrabee guitar on that "I'm Coming Home." And I don't think anybody can do what Jimmy did for that song. And then I brought in an accordion because if you know swing mm-hmm. music, you gotta mm-hmm. have a little bit of. Everything, well, not everything, <laughs> but you got to bring in a few little instruments. Bob Wills was very renowned for allowing his musicians to have a take and to have a little shine. So he would, he would, he would point to them with that, with that bow, and 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 they'd have their chance to actually play their instrument and be acknowledged. I brought in the the squeeze box because it fit for a little bit of Texas. I was trying to mm-hmm. bridge Texas mm-hmm. with Louisiana, and I yeah. think he got it. I think he got her done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could hear that in that song. I mean, you could hear that little Louisiana in there. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you like yeah. it? I did yeah. like it. I did <laughs> like it very much, very much, very much. Talking about Bob Wills, there's a song that you've done on the CD that Bob Wills and Cindy Walker wrote, and it's called Sugar Moon. How did you happen to pick this song out for the CD? I actually picked that song out about a year and a half ago uh, because I heard it. Um, uh, and then I looked at it, you know, and there's different ways of doing that song, you know, and yeah. I heard everybody else's version. And, I, you know, so, uh, you know, along the way, a artist, if he's going to put his mark on something, he's got to do it in the way and the spirit that he feels. So it touched me in a certain way, and um, I, I, I felt like like I want to honor Bob Wills as well as Cindy Walker, who was a wonderful writer. Right. Uh, and and I felt like I was bringing in a little you know a little bit of Texas. Well, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't deny the song. It's a very popular song, but I wanted to do it with my own twist. Well, it's a great version of that. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Sugar Moon by Carlos Washington and Steel Horse Swing, and we'll come back and talk some more with Carlos on the Campfire Cafe. When it's sugar cane time, long around about June, with sugar Need that old sugar moon I'm gonna drop her line To expect me soon Say I'm craving some sugar Need that old sugar moon I can see her right now She'll get the calendar down Start circling around 
they were all to bow When it's sugar cane time Long around about June I'll be walking with sugar Near that ocean November 13th through 17th for IWMA, the International Western Music Association. Join us at Hotel Albuquerque at Old Town for a fun-filled week listening to great music artists and cowboy poets. It all begins on Wednesday with a kickoff luncheon with Red Stegall and a Western Swing Dance and then concludes on Sunday with a gospel concert. The time between is filled with showcases, concerts, the annual award show, and workshops. For tickets and more information, go to our website, westernmusic.org. We'll see you in Albuquerque. So Albuquerque's not too far away. I bet you may be doing a little sugar moon when you get out there, Carlos. <laughs> I I will be doing a little sugar moon out there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great, great version of that song. Absolutely great. Thank you. So so do you uh, are you still have your hand in rodeo any at all? Are you ranching? What are you doing? Well, we have a uh Angus ranch here. Here at the property, and yeah, I'm doing a little ranching. Me and my wife, we we worked operation together, you know, no more than about 20 mama cows and or pears, pears, and, and uh, you know, so at any one given time, we might have 50 head here, uh, and then we try to whittle them down to sales and whatnot. And and uh, as far as rodeo, not as much these days because we're busy doing music and we're doing the ranching. We will get out every now and then and do a little team pinning, which is a uh, offsite rodeo event, and uh, right. you know. And so we still enjoy that. I won the world many, many years ago, 
and my and my wife has won lots of buckles and saddles and you know so we we enjoy it but we're just getting we're just starting to get up there and 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 the kids are a little bit faster on the reflexes than we are but our horses are still good <laughs> i can relate to the reflexes thing i'm telling you what i used to i used to break all my own horses and that is not the case any longer that's that's a better job for younger guys to be doing. Yeah, let's leave it to the young folks, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is right. Well, I just wondered if you kept your hand into ranching and and kept uh, kept into the rodeo a little bit. It's kind of hard to leave any of that behind, isn't it? It is. I get a twitch every now and then, and my wife looks at me, and then and the twitch goes away. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that twitch that twitch is usually when I'm in the audience and. Uh, uh, there's the shoots that 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 are right down there in front of you, and somebody's getting ready to mount a bull, and and I start thinking, gosh, I can just do that. I can just sit on him. I just want to sit on him, you know. And and then uh, and then of course my wife looks at me and she she grabs my leg and she pats it a little bit and says, your time is over, son. <laughs> Uh, that's great. It's always nice to have somebody there to remind you of that. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, there is a great song that I want to get to right now that you wrote. It's called "I'm Coming Home." Tell us a little bit about this song. Beautiful song. Wow. I, you know, uh, this song here was was God given, as most of them are. But this one, you know, spiritually happened around uh, Christmas. Uh, that Saturday of Christmas, I was going to the store. I sent off to get some stuff from the store, you know, because the family was coming in. And uh, it was one of those hazy days and you know, a light snow, kind of like today, but, you know, but you could still see Pike's Peak in the distance. And, you know, it was kind of dark and gloomy. And all of a sudden, this song just hit me. I'm coming home to my family that loves me. And and I stopped and I and I wrote those words down and, I kept on going. I'm coming home to a place that God made for me, and you know I'm swelling up a little bit, and and then uh, you know as I'm driving, I see horses out there in the pasture. Well, I turn to the cattle, and I see the sage, and I see the I see the yucca, and 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 then I had to stop. I had to stop, and so I pulled over, and I wrote the uh, the the actual chorus, you know, the hook, and then then. Uh, and then I wrote a verse, and then I skedaddled on home as quickly as I could, and that's when the next lines start start coming in. You know, I'm, I'm rounding the bend, and I'm seeing my ranch house, and, you know, I'm swelling up again, and, you know, and then I get home, and I tell my wife, Marinda, what I just started writing down. And and uh, um, and so I sit there on the counter, and I finish that puppy in about another hour or two, you know. It, wow. It, you know, it doesn't take me long, so... When you have something like that that hits you, you know that's God yeah. talking to you, and and yeah. and 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 for those of us that will listen, He's got a message, and 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 if you just listen and just just take the course, and that's what I did. So that song is a a real spiritual song that I feel like I was writing my life, my life, my life's journey. Yeah. And where yeah. I, and where I and where I plan to go at, at the end of it. Yeah. Well, it's as some people have told me before. God wrote the song, and I just held the pen. And uh, there you go. There you go. So let's take a listen. I'm coming home. It's from the CD, Little Bit of Texas. We'll be back with Carlos Washington in just a moment. 
Down this old gravel road, cattle grazing in the cold, the sky's dark and hazy. Gazing on mountain peaks, I feel God is watching me to get home safely. In the valley down below, scrub all scattered in the snow, I see the ranch house in the distance. As I come around the bend, I lose my breath within, I'm home again. Cause I'm coming home To my family that loves me I'm coming home God made this place for me Nothing could feel so good in my bones Like coming home Back on the road again I have the faith within Keep on trying Making music with my friends A little paycheck now and then To keep me going Writing songs for folks to hear Story ballads with no fear I'll tell it like it is Whether good, right or wrong I'll sing that special song About the world today Then I'll come home To my family that loves me I'll come home God made this place for me Nothing could feel so good in my bones Like coming home Yes, I'll come home To rest my soul and find some peace of mind Cause I've been told If you lose yourself in life You will get old I can feel it in my bones So I'm coming home
Carlos Washington in original. I'm coming home from his new CD, Little Bit of Texas. Such a beautiful song. Carlos, um, that is an original, and you did share a little bit about how it came to you. Do you want to just take a moment and tell us um, how do you keep track of the the thoughts, the things that get started but don't get written in in you know half an hour's time? How do you how do you keep track of of the uh, ideas that you have for future songs? I use my phone. <laughs> I use my phone. I grab my phone, and if I have thought of something, then I'll I'll. You know, I'll put it on on the video, and I'll just record what I'm, what what my thoughts are, what my words are, and then I'll come back to them. And if I happen to be near a pen and paper, well, you know, I'll write it down. But most of the time, I keep it on my phone because I can get there, mm-hmm. and and I can get the tenure of the song or the words a little faster. And um, do do you find uh, do you try to sit down every day and dedicate some time to writing, or is it just uh, kind of on the on the fly? Um, I think it's more on the fly. I can't just sit down and say, okay, let me just write a song. I I, I just you know something has to hit me, and and there needs to be a reason, uh, some something that occurred recently, or or, or a vision, or or just hearing something. Uh, a thought, and so uh, you know, I think those those come from from um, from just being aware and listening, and uh, you know, I can't mm-hmm. just I just can't manufacture that that feeling, uh, you know, just by sitting down. That's just not me. Yeah, yeah. I think Gary's going to play. Um, I'm looking at our time. I think he's going to play um, the King of Western Swing. You want to tell us a little bit about this about this song? Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, King of Western Swing. I heard a, I heard a, I heard a old boy by the name of Hank Thompson sing this song, and uh, it came back when I was saying, okay, uh, who, who are some of the great artists? And there's a many of them from from Texas. So who are some of the ones that people remember a lot? And Hank Thompson was one. So I went through his library of songs, and uh, Ken McDuffie actually wrote this song. And uh, I, I thought it was right and fitting that I give respect to Bob Wills, the King of Western Swing. And so I, so I changed a few words in the end of it just to make it fit, to make 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 the song honor Bob Wills. Uh, so that's how that came about. Well, it is a great song. Let's take a listen to the King of Western Swing. We'll be back in just a moment. Call them Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of western swing. There's something in that music that made him pick and sing. When the band starts playing, you can hear them fiddles ring. They call him Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of western swing. When you hear that steel guitar, it makes you feel so good. Pretty girls are dancing, just listen to that crowd from Tennessee. Texas when they heard him do his thing. They called him Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of Western Swing. Every night, 
and settle, call driving, I'll resign. If only with Molly, we'll say that she'll be mine. Oh, 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 me, oh, my, Miss Molly, I'm in love with you. Oh, me, oh, my, Miss Molly, won't you say you love me too? Let's ride, come on, let's ride 
Mule Club, and uh, yeah. that was what at the Riverside acronym. State Park. Yeah, that that was kind yeah. of yeah. Spokane, Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington. Riverside State You're Park. Home. Yeah, yep. tell tell me about it. It's a nice little place. It's uh, you know, it's about as front country as you can get. You're on the approach path to the international airport. And uh, so you, you certainly won't uh, you certainly won't have to worry about not hearing planes. How about that? Um, yeah. But it's a nice place. Lots of trails for for a state park that's inside the city limits. There, I think there's over 100 miles of trails. Oh really? Um, oh yeah, huge park. I'm not going to swear to it because I don't remember for sure, but it's either the First or second largest state park in Washington, and wow. it just stretches and stretches along the river. Pretty nifty place. Yeah. And the horse well, camp. Yeah, yeah you oh, know my. we talk a lot about we talk a lot about uh, backcountry with you because you love to ride out in the backcountry. But uh, for folks, particularly back here in the east, a lot of times we are riding in state parks and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of my favorite little parks is actually a metropolitan Nashville park. You can get in about a two or three hour ride at a place called yeah. Percy Walker park. And a lot okay. of people just love to go out there for just, you know, a short ride and do that. But well, uh, there's, there's yeah. something to be said for going for a, a nice day ride and being at home in your own bed at night instead of sleeping on the dirt. Really? <laughs> there's not a thing wrong with that. Really? Yeah. But I, I noticed that, uh, did you have some trouble with Ruger while you were out there? Now, somebody's been looking at the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. Of course, that's where I spend most of my time, and I was curious oh, about what's going Ruger on here. And I, we, 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 had, uh, uh, we, had, we had some opportunities to, to learn. Um. Yeah, it uh, Saturday got got to be uh, uh, interesting. Um, Celeste, you know, I had all the critters there. You know, and so the the camp area is quite nice, and I had planned on doing some filming. We were going to do some YouTube videos. Okay. Uh, and so I said, well, Celeste, I can't ride with you right now. Why don't you go work with your ponies or do whatever you're going to do, but i got to get some work done. And so she took the girls, uh, her little mare, Minnie, and, and my little pack mule, Ellie, took them to a – they've got a uh, big arena and round pin and obstacle course there at the park. And she okay. took them up there, and uh, and I thought – I thought all would be well, <laughs> leaving Ruger and me back by ourselves. Um, and I was wrong, and it really surprised me and annoyed me. Um, you know, I can I can ride away from from her, his herd mates or anybody else, and and he doesn't care. It's never right. been an issue. So I just assumed, and we know what happens when we assume. Uh-huh. Uh, that all would be fine, and it wasn't. <laughs> he screamed and a hollered and jumped, and oh, he. He just didn't like being left behind. Yeah. 
No, he he had a little Ruger meltdown, and uh, and it was not good for either of us. Um, so, you know, after I don't know, because I'm not that smart, it took me a little while to figure out what was going to happen. So maybe after 45 minutes, an hour of of trying to get the, this video stuff put together and being interrupted every five or six seconds with the. <laughs> Finally called it a wrap, and uh, so went, uh, uh, you know, got him saddled up, which was a a nightmare. Uh, really? Oh yes, it was. It was not good. You know, his buddies had left, and the last thing on his mind was was me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I I didn't want to walk all the way up to where Celeste was. <laughs> so I thought I'd saddle him and, and ride him up there, and we would work. So I got him saddled and um, groundworked him, and that got his head back in the game a little bit. Um, and so we made it up to where Celeste and the girls were, and she was, boy, she was giving the girls heck in, in the round pen there. Celeste is much more... Uh, uh, She's just better than I am in, in all in all regards. <laughs> but she was working them free in the round pen. And so Ruger and I, we went and we did groundwork in the big arena. And we did groundwork until we were both sweating. Oh, and wow. then we did some more. And then did, we did some more. And then we rode. Uh, and not, you know, not not riding to ride, but rather, you know, how well are you going to ride you know, I've yeah. got the opposable thumb, and let's turn that that four. Let's turn that hind. Let's go one step. Let's back back up three steps. You know, so we did that for a long time, and it really uh, uh, reinforced that I can get on and I can go all over the place and all summer like I have been, but you know. Pulling a pack mule behind you in the backcountry isn't the same as actually being an active and engaged rider. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it was a good tune-up for us both. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was annoying, embarrassing because I was in front of all all my fellow mule club members, and damn it, <laughs> I'm the trailmeister. <laughs> <laughs> When you wrote about this on your Facebook page, and I just actually reposted it on mine because I thought it was really illuminating and not being a writer and not necessarily understanding all of what goes on between uh, mule or horse and rider, I, I sounded like you also had some reminders of some uh, lessons that I thought were probably good for people to, that you would not be alone in this. And, yeah. um, and for you, you're being willing to share it and kind of get it out there uh, might remind folks that um, that this 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 happens and kind of what to mm-hmm. you know what what kind of steps to take. You also said it made you humble. <laughs> it's, it's, it's either it's either get humble or get mad, and mad doesn't help me or him. Guys. <laughs> uh, that is funny. That is funny. Well, that's not an unusual thing. I mean, we have we have riders out there that uh, 
when they're out riding, you know, it's their horse either wants to be in front or in back. And, uh, and sometimes there are problems with a, with a, with a horse or mule being in the center of things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I had a horse that, uh, uh, he did not want to ride behind. I mean, he wanted to lead the pack and he was not happy if he wasn't in front of everything. And then if we had a horse and rider group that rode up to you, uh, it was dance sideways and, and, uh, uh, act a fool you know yeah and that's not why we ride (laughs) that's not why we ride that is not why we ride uh so how do you deal with those things robert well i think i i think the best way to deal with it um i've learned a lot from a gentleman named ty Evans, um kind of a a mule whisperer but I, i think it's true that we have to treat mules the way we should treat our horses I wish I had known him a lot earlier. And one of his little catchphrases is, you ride what you lead. And mm-hmm. and that's just saying that, you know, you need to be able to do on the ground everything you expect to be able to do on top. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to tell you I like groundwork because I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be unloading 10 tons of hay later this afternoon. Because I like groundwork. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I just don't like it, and therefore I don't do it nearly enough. But I think it pays dividends. I really do. Um, you know, it, if you can have, make your animal move his feet, um, you know, when you're on the ground, I think that just um, plays right into you being able to do it calmly and effectively when you're in the saddle. Uh, I can tell a big difference in my animals after we've done done some extensive groundwork and, and had it, you know, end well. <laughs> and yeah. groundwork isn't just lunging in mindless circles either. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, I can get Ruger and, and the girls. We can, we can, we can trot and we can gallop in, in the round pin, but most of the stuff it's all right. Can I get you to move your right foreleg one step? You know, so it's for me. It's all about refinement. Um, but the summer, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was out on the trail doing, <laughs> and uh, uh, and it worked out great. Uh, <laughs> Until the girls left. Well, I always, when I've gone trail riding somewhere, I I used to not do this when I was a younger guy, but as I got older, I started doing it. And I always uh, have done some groundwork with my horse uh, after I saddled and was at a different location somewhere. And I Mm -hmm. would do groundwork first, and then I would would get on and ready to ride. But uh, you you go somewhere. That's a great idea. Yeah, you go somewhere and there 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 are strange horses that are around you and and uh I don't like to ride in big groups. I prefer to ride in in a small group, you know, where there may be three or four that are riding mm-hmm. together. But I don't like to ride in in real large groups. Um uh, I just don't. I would rather right, right. do my own deal. 
but uh, uh, when you go into a different place and, and there are all these different animals that they're coming in contact with, sometimes they just become a little nervous and, and uh, anxious and and uh, yeah. it, it takes just a, a little time to do the groundwork and get them settled down before you try to get on. Exactly. And, and I try to do the same generally. Sometimes it's, it's hard. Uh, you know, you've got your friends waiting on you. You know, I've, I'm running late as usual, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, in my case, you know, I've, I've got, I've got everybody saddled and, and it doesn't really do to have, have your pack animals saddled and loaded and ready to go whilst you're, you know, doing groundwork, getting your riding mount together. You know, yeah, I, I've seen more, uh, more yard sales at the trailhead <laughs> from people, you know, <laughs> bandying about than just getting a, getting on the go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I can, I, I do try to to do that groundwork. And I think, it, I think it's a good thing, you know, it gets my head in the game, it gets his head in the game. Um, and I think it's a great, a great reminder to both of you what your jobs are. Um, I just think I need to be much more uh, – regular about that and yeah thanks for uh, reminding me of a great weekend there Bobby oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh I've, I've never seen the uh, Trailmeister humble before so I guess I'll have to <laughs> well I think you uh, also have uh, had some snow for uh, have you also been experiencing some snow oh yes Yes, we got snow uh, last week. Uh, we got heavens yesterday morning. We woke up to about four inches of snow on the ground. Oh and my gosh. Uh, this morning it was 24 degrees outside. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so not nearly what Montana has gotten. You know, they got in the feet, what, a week, yeah. week or so ago. So yeah. I'm glad we didn't get that, but I'm not ready for winter yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about getting in summer. We're going to talk about getting ready for winter when we come back. But right now, let's listen to a great song by Trinity Seeley, and uh, uh, this might be a song that you enjoy, Robert. It's called "Get Back On Again and Ride." It's by Trinity Seeley. We'll be back <laughs> and talk more with Robert the Trailmeister Eversoul on Saddle Up America. Quitters, criers, squeaky wheels, whiners, which 
Albuquerque, November 13th through 17th for IWMA, the International Western Music Association. Join us at Hotel Albuquerque at Old Town for a fun-filled week listening to great music artists and cowboy poets. It all begins on Wednesday with a kickoff luncheon with Red Stegall and a Western Swing Dance and then concludes on Sunday with a gospel concert. The time between is filled with showcases, concerts, the annual award show, and workshops. For tickets and more information, go to our website, westernmusic.org. We'll see you in Albuquerque. Well, we're not whiners, we're not criers, and uh, so I don't know that you felt like doing any of those things with uh, Ruger over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just the opposite of that, wasn't it? A little bit, a little bit. Oh, gosh. Bobby, you were getting ready to ask Robert about something. Well, of course, Robert, you know, to prepare for our time together, I do sort of mine your Facebook page as well as the website, Trailmeister website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that um, you're, you, uh, you're getting the horses ready for winter. Why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about what needs to be done? And you uh, recently used a new hoof boot. Why don't you tell us about the experience with that? Yeah. Um, well, you know, when when the water buckets start freezing, it's time to, well, hopefully before the water buckets start freezing, it's time to start thinking about winter. So, you know, with the temperatures uh, getting a little bit down there and the days getting a lot shorter, uh, just want to try to make sure that everything's all, all squared away. I think I mentioned earlier I've got, I'm terribly late this year with hay, uh, schedules and whatnot. Uh, so we have 10 tons of hay coming in uh, this afternoon, I hope, um, as well as, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, my my stock tank heaters are working. There's nothing so nice as going out early in the morning and seeing, seeing the steam rising off on a cold day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... So just making sure that the that the barn and the, and the farm is all ready for it. Uh, as soon as I get this hay in, I've got to go have it tested. You know, this year's crop. So, you know, what's the the, the carbs and the protein content, all that good stuff. Um, I, I'm not a real big fan of, you know, throwing throwing in three flakes and calling it done. I kind of want to know how much how much nutrition and stuff is, is in the hay. Uh, so, so I don't wind up with overly fat ponies at the end of winter, um, and that kind of stuff. And I, I pull shoes, uh, you know, they, they, they get to go, go barefoot during the winter months. So steel came off, uh, when was that? I guess on Monday or Tuesday, Monday, I think. And I don't know about you, but nothing makes my heart happier than when I have shoes pulled. And when when the nails are all worn down, and and if the shoe itself is a little bit bendy, it makes me feel like I've got my money out of it. I think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I think so. So. <laughs> so that was pretty nice. And uh, since even though it's it's cold, 
you know, the snow yesterday morning is all melted off for the most part. And it's not the end of riding season. Uh, and I have been wanting to, well, I tried boots a number of years ago, and they just didn't work for what I wanted to do. But, you know, things change, models change, uh, materials change. So I would planned on uh, using shoes on the little Icelandic mare all this year, but she wound up cracking a, 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 a hoof, and the ferry recommended that we put shoes on just to shore that up a little bit. So, so our great, uh, great boot adventure just restarted on on Monday when the farrier left. And so far, I like them. But so far, they've been on what half hour a day. So okay, so, so we have a you only. Yeah, so you only put them on when you're going to be out riding then? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. For right now, all I'm doing is putting them on to get her used to them and to get them mm-hmm. broken in just a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, she's had steel on all, all all summer long before that, you know, before summer, then it was bare feet, and, and they feel different on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... You know, talked with the manufacturer, uh, Cavallo, and they said, yeah, you know, just like new shoes on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> bro- let, let them get them broken in and, and used to them a little bit. So I've been going out, um, you know, every day and putting them on uh, for, like I said, you know, 20 minutes, half hour, however long it takes me to clean, pick up the paddock that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it my poo picking pondering. So so but we're gonna gonna go out to a, a local state park this weekend for for a, another nearby front country camping trip. Uh so she'll be in those most of the weekend. So I'm kind of excited to see um see how they work on her. Uh, and uh kinda kinda take her from there. I really like after having a, an encounter with Slick Rock up in the high country this year. I really like the idea of tennis shoes on on feet. So, <laughs> do, you use, do you use Borium or anything on your shoes when you're riding in in uh, uh, slick rocky areas? Um, if I know I'm going to be in slick rock, yes. Um, but sometimes you get places and and you don't know. Yeah. And that was what happened here. It was the nicest chunk of trail just nice and pleasant going through a river bottom in Oregon and uh, going in wasn't too bad. There's a, you know, same, same chunk of slick rock kind of canted down, downhill. Uh, you just look at that uphill, uphill shoulder and think happy thoughts for, you know, the 10 seconds that you're on it. But when you're coming down in rain and sleet and ice, it's a little yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does make a difference. It does yeah, make a difference. And I, yeah, I had three whole days to think about that <laughs> while we were in. Oh, um, but yeah, had I had I known, I definitely would have would have put some borium, um, some you know some 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 type of tread on, and either borium or there's some other stuff out there as well. Um, I've tried the uh, the borium tip nails before, and I kind of like oh, them. I've never yeah. tried. Yeah, I've never tried. Yeah, that. and. That way you don't have to run it on 
um, you know, the whole shoe, because, uh, you know, they, they need to slip a little bit. We don't want too much grip when they're going down the trail. Um, but, by golly, I want some grip when I'm on rock. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Robert, I just got a post on Facebook uh, from a Gail Barker, and I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning her name. But she okay. says, come come and see the Trailmeister at the main event at Heritage Park in Chilliwack, B.C. Yes. Yes. It uh, is going so, to be a hoot. Yeah, October, October the, what, 25th or so? The last weekend of October, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so the, the 24th, 5th, 6th, something like that. Um, in, in the far north, eh? Canada. The 25th, October 25th through the 27th. I just just there looked we go. at that from her posting. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah so it's going to be a hoot. First time in Canada? First time in Canada. And so <laughs> since I've been all over the world, but never to our neighbors to the north. So I've been, <laughs> I've been all over the Internet. You know, there's a lot of stuff I just didn't think about. You know, so I have the right. special driver's license now, so I don't have to worry about my, my, my passport. So getting in and getting back shouldn't be a problem. But then over the weekend, I mentioned that I was going to Canada, and I was reminded you need to check your cell phone plan because that's international roaming, even though I'm only going to be a number of miles across the border. It's like, oh, no, right. I, I understand that's a mistake you won't make twice. Uh, <laughs> so, so what will you be? So tell us about the main event in Canada, and uh, uh, what will you be talking about? Well, the main event is Canada's biggest horse expo. Um, you know, they have uh, the main event here in Chilliwack, as well as a couple other places. Um, and we're going to be talking about staying safe on the trail and in camp. Uh, we're going to talk about when the stuff hits the fan, you know, if a ride becomes eventful, which we hope it does yeah. not. Right. Um, my favorite, the ABCs of trail riding, which is, I think, a, a hoot because, you know, we, we, we may start with A for advocacy and then go all sorts of other places along, along the way. Um, and we're also going to talk about, you know, the land navigation stuff, you know, or, or making, making sure we, we get back to camp in time for dinner. So I think we've got six six talks on the on the docket, uh, two for two for each day. Um, it's going to be a great time, and the the trail riding community in in Canada is just very very vibrant. I'm really looking forward to meeting a, a lot of a lot of those folks. I, I think uh, I think a lot of them are snowbirds, <laughs> at least the ones that I know. <laughs> they, they 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 head head south over the winter. Well, I, and I'm sure that's true. And by the way, you know, we have a lot of listeners in Canada. We have a lot of listeners around the world to the show. And uh, uh, so the things that we talk about when we're visiting with you are things that will apply wherever in the world you are and you're a trail rider. And, uh, well, heavens, uh, yes. Yeah. Safety so it doesn't matter what state you're in. That's right. That's right. We, even the topics that we're talking about today, where we were talking about Ruger and, and so forth, uh, mm-hmm. the same thing applies no matter 
where you are with your horses in the world and no matter where you're doing your trail riding. And uh, uh, so we may talk about Spokane, Washington and the state park up there, but it, it still applies anywhere that, that uh, you utilize your horses for trail riding. So that's that's pretty cool stuff. Congratulations yeah. on your first Canadian uh, expo. So that's a pretty big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about it. I can say I'm international, um, so it's going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a wonderful time, and thank you very much, Gail, for uh, bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, she was encouraging everybody to come see you at the Heritage Park in Chilliwack, B.C., and that yep. is uh, the 25th and the 27th of this month. So I, I hadn't thought a whole lot about uh, expo season getting started, but when does it really start? On the get corner. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, man, I'm telling you what, it's fast. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, you asked when it starts, and it's gotten to the point where it really doesn't end. Uh, you know, I, I just got done with clinics. I did a weekend of clinics with Backcountry Horsemen uh, over near Seattle, a place right. called Enumclaw, and that was wonderful, very warm, friendly group of people. And it wasn't raining one day. I got to see the mountain for the first time in a long time. Uh, to see Mount Rainier on a, on a sunny day is spectacular and breathtaking. Uh, you just don't get that many of them. <laughs> um <laughs> And so, and, you know, we've had a lot of private clinics this year, but I'm, I'm working right now on a completely new set of talks for, for 2020. Uh, you know, me being me, I'm, I'm, I'm the safety guy, so right. that will still be the theme, but we have a whole new series of, of talks uh, that I'm working on feverishly, just trying to get them done before January starts. <laughs> so what's the next uh, clinic that you do uh, after you finish the one in uh, in Canada? Um, the next one after that, I believe it's private clinics uh, here in Washington in January. So I get a little bit of a break November and December. Okay. Um, do you... You list your speaking engagements all on your website under events they or are. something like that? Yeah, okay. they're under uh, Trailmeister Clinics. Uh, and I know, <coughs> excuse me, I know Chilliwack's there, but it probably needs to be updated with the names of the talks and, and the day. Um, but I don't think I have anything yet for um, – for, for next year. We'll make sure that gets uh, updated before we, we speak again. It's okay. hard being a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just puts the less to work, you know. <laughs> but uh, if folks are interested in having you come and speak at a clinic or an expo, can they just reach you on your uh, website or Facebook? Yeah, What's the best a- way to do that? The best way to reach me is the website. Okay. Um, there's a big contact me page or info at trailmeister.com is, is, a, is a good email address. Uh, Facebook is really, you know, probably one of the worst ways to get a hold of me, I hate to say. I just don't have time in the day. Um, 
you know, to, to go through. I still haven't really figured out that whole private message thing, quite frankly. Uh, so. Oh, gosh. Somebody, uh, but somebody, yeah, the website. somebody called me uh, on Messenger the other day. And uh, they call me. So if you go to Messenger on Facebook, uh, you can actually call whoever you're trying to talk to. And, yeah, it uh, has a different ringtone. Yeah. First, first, <laughs> first, first. Uh, well, I had a young lady call me on Messenger one time, but it kind of freaked me out because I wasn't expecting it, and really wasn't expecting <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, and I guess we probably had about an hour and a half conversation because it was with oh BLM. My. Yeah, BLM had called. But uh, so there, there are so many different ways to contact people today that it's unbelievable. Yeah, Which I, you, have to, you have to be on messenger. You have to be able to to um, uh, be aware of whatever scam somebody is sending you. Know, I get two or three of those a day. On, on yeah, but it's still Technology a good thing. Is both blessing good and, and a curse at the same time. Good and um, bad. Yep, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And if you'll use some common sense, uh, you won't you won't be bothered by those scammers that much. But, gotcha. Uh, yeah, but anyway, cool stuff. So just visit trailmeister.com yeah. if you'd like to have Robert come and speak at an expo or an event uh so 2020 he's getting things lined up right now are you coming back to tennessee the last time you were here uh, I, was I need to make a phone call. call i think it's my year to come back i i need to get a hold of the um southeastern uh, equine expo folks and uh, yeah. touch base um it, it's it's on it's it's on the sticky on it moved from the sticky pad on the desk to the sticky note on the computer. Uh, <laughs> I guess. It well, my hip replacement is done, so I'm in good enough shape that I can come see you this time if you make it all down right. there. So hope to hope to actually run into you. Yeah. It's amazing that we have been doing this, I think, for five years, Robert. Um, Something like that, and I've, you know, never I, met. I, I've seen your your mug on 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 the computer on pictures, but we've never met yet. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the nifty thing about, you know, the radio and the computer and everything. You can meet so many nifty people from so many different areas, and we all have this this great common topic. I think it's pretty nifty. It is pretty nifty. By the way, I wanna I wanna mention that uh, uh, Miriam Lucerno with uh, uh, Horse and Agricultural Magazine in Arizona just did a great story on Equestrian Legacy Radio for her October-November issue. And it is online, but also available uh, in select stores all around the country as well. But um, in the article, we talked about uh, Bobby Jean and and uh, uh, all of the things that she's been involved in in the Western way of life. We talked about Robert Eversole who comes on Saddle Up America every month. Robert, you didn't know we were talking about you in that article. I did not, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> it was baby. a great article talking about Bobby Jean. Then it got boring talking about me. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. But, yeah, I think uh, Jim McGarvey with Backcountry Horsemen of America, you know, he's been the uh, past national chairman, executive director, and, and uh, still stays active. So, 
we had mm-hmm. a conversation about him in there. He's been with he's been on the show now for six years, and I think you've been on for yeah. five, maybe a little bit more. So uh, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that makes this show so much fun is that we have so many great people that are involved uh, in bringing great music and great information about horses and horse trails and, and other things. So um, thank you for being part of this. Uh, it's It's been a joy. And just to be yeah. able to, to share, you know, and keep people safe and having a good time. I mean, you can be safe and have a lousy time. We want to put both of them together, I figure. I think so. I think so. Well, Bobby, next month you get to come up with the topics with the trail monster. <laughs> All right. So now you, you've got your you've got your notice. You you've been warned. Oh yes. Well, I, I was prepared to ask about contour maps and um, how to repair. You know. Um, buckets that suddenly split and uh, (laughs) some more things about, you know, cooking and, uh, you know, there's always a wealth of information, fortunately, that you do post on your Facebook page and the monthly newsletter is are terrific. So that's that's kind of where I have to to get my ideas. (laughs) Well, Well, just be ready ready for next month, right? (laughs) There you go. You've got go. lots of lots of newsletters between now and then, or or at least two. We send out two <laughs> newsletters a month, yes. one every other week. Yes. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, it has been a lot of fun letting Bobby Jean humiliate you and and uh, <laughs> talk talk about your event <laughs> last weekend with Ruger. But anyway, we look forward to having you back again next month and having some more great conversation and great information, Robert. And uh, your website, again, is trailmeister.com. You can find a wealth of information, and it is the world's premier. Largest, yeah, it's the largest database of horse trails and camps in the world. Uh, You know, most everything is continental U.S. Uh, We do have some stuff listed, you know, in Canada. Trying to fix that, 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 that's a big big push for, for, for the main event. Hopefully we'll get a lot more people adding areas, you know, to, to our neighbor to the north. Um, but, yeah, it's the world's largest uh, database. And it's there free. you go. And it's free. Robert Eversole, you're great. Always so much fun to have you with us. Thank you today for joining us. Thank you. And Bobby Jean, next month. Next month. <laughs> it's a date. <laughs> All right, we're going to close out this segment with a great song from Eli Barcy. It's called Where Cowboys Ride, and we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle of America. Thanks, Robert. Thanks.
Um, so we get there a little earlier for the evening event where we can, you know, get some kind of a snack when we're there. Yeah. I, I've never asked you, are you a red chili person or a green chili person? Actually, neither. I, I, have, oh, no. I, have, I have yet to really um, gotten uh, – yeah, you know, when we moved to California, it took a while for the avocado to become part of our uh, diet, and uh, and now we like avocado very much. But n- neither of us have really warmed to the chili pepper <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> gosh, well, you'll have to you'll have to get into the chilies. You can't live in New yeah. Mexico and not be a chili person. But anyway, you can hang them though. I like the ristras. <laughs> yeah, they make beautiful decorations. But uh, yes, anyway. Yes. Anyway, Christmas ought to be beautiful up there. Christmas mm-hmm. should be very pretty. The luminaires and, oh, uh, and yeah, the decorations using the chilies and and uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty amazing. I don't guess you hung avocados when you're in no California. No, for Christmas, I I know I I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, any kind of closing thoughts that you have for us today? Well, I found this quote by a gentleman, uh, Seamus Haney. Make the world before you a better one. By going into it with all boldness, you are up to it, and you are fit for it, and you deserve it. And if you make your own best contribution, the world before you will become a bit more deserving of you. All right. All right. Well, we've got a great show next week. Uh, we'll be talking with uh, Carolyn Sills with the Carolyn Sills Combo and sharing some new of their music. great music, new, new music new from music. her. New so music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and on Saddle Up America, uh, Shane Farns- Sean Farnsworth is going to be with us. He's with the Bureau of Land Management, but we're going to be talking about the U.S. Calvary Association. And... Uh, did you know that the Calvary still is active and put on great horse events across the country? Yes, I actually, believe it or not, I did know that. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, he, he is he is the he is the uh national cavalry competition national champion and uh and Sean's gonna be with us next week on Saddle of America, so that should be really interesting. So always fun to talk with Carolyn Seals and we're gonna thoroughly enjoy sharing her new music and uh visiting mm-hmm. with Sean Farnsworth as well. So great, great fun coming up next week. It all starts at noon Central Standard Time with the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. And uh we're looking forward to having you join us for the rest of the year as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun, great music, great conversation with these folks. We want to remind you, as we always do, if you climb in the saddle, get ready for the ride on Equestrian Legacy Radio Network or around the world, streaming live online and on demand at equestrianlegacy.net. And we're going to close out the show with a great song from our good friend, Mr. Gary Allegretto. It's called One. It's called Jack of Diamonds. And that is from his great CD, Blues on the Trail. Bobby, see you next week. See you next week.
Once in time, he did rob a friend of mine. Jack of Diamonds was a hard card to play. Well, I played him in the spring, and I never won a thing. Jack of Diamonds was a hard card to play. Well, I played him in the fall, and I never won at all. Jack of Diamonds was a hard card to play. Jack of Diamonds was a hard card to play. Well, I played him against the king, and I never won a thing. Jack of Diamonds was a hard card to play. Jack of Diamonds made me cry, gonna gamble till I die. Jack of Diamonds was a hard card to play. (laughs) 